0: round two <laughs> we had a bit of a dog issue barking in the background mm-hmm. um so here I have my good friend Marie and AWPT mentor we have just finished up our Adelaide in-person seminar and Marie did a fantastic presentation on goal setting and mindset which I really love so that's something that I really want to dive deep into in in this conversation so I mean first of all we should probably introduce you get to know your <laughs> voice she has the most calming voice really? and she speaks so well I just want to give like a little bit of a background about how we met so Marie sent me a DM but a voice note via Instagram yeah and you're inquiring I think you're inquiring about the course or something
1: yeah like that. so I slid into Kayla's DM so maybe <laughs> I'll like I'll explain how I found you so was about to go on my walk and press an Insta and just did a bit of a scroll and accidentally went to the Explore instead of on my home feed. Then I saw this video of Kayla demonstrating how we can execute and exercise better versus what people usually do. And I was like, that's really cool. Then I did a bit of a stalk. I'm like, I love her content. I like how she's showing better ways we can do our training versus I guess what we see a lot of people doing on Instagram. And I think that's where the shiny object syndrome comes, where you're like, oh, my favorite influence is doing this. Maybe I should do it to grow my butt. But you don't know what they did to grow their butt. Mm. Um, maybe they didn't grow their butt the way they're showing. Maybe it's an implant. Who knows? So yeah. I like how Kayla was showing the real deal. And then I decided to send her a DM because I was like, I really like your work. And I think giving someone credit where credit's due is a really important thing just to show them that you know your work is helping me or probably helping others so I sent Kayla a voice note didn't know if I was gonna get a reply but then
0: she replied (laughs) yeah and so context to that like I know exactly where I was when I listened to that voice note I was in world gym in Bundaberg it was I think like July or August of Mm -hmm. last year 2020 and um I was just listening to this voice note and I was like, this girl speaks so well. She articulates so nicely. She has the most gentle, beautiful, calming voice. (laughs) And like, listen to her, like saying such nice things about me. Like my heart was like, oh my God, I love her. So yeah, now here we are. I know. Fast forward. I know. And
1: then, yeah, I decided to do Kayla's course because I like, I always felt that My PT course just wasn't enough. and I've done continued courses after that in terms of nutrition, in terms of hypertrophy training. But I liked the fact that this was applied women's physiology and training and the bulk of my clients. Well, really now all my clients are female. So Mm. Kayla bridged this knowledge gap for me and I did her course. I was like I wanted more <laughs> thirsty for more knowledge from Kayla and now I'm part of her mentorship but um it's nice to see to hear that you think my voice is nice sometimes I hear myself back and I'm like oh, we all do that we all do that
0: mine's the worst and no, like yeah people I'm like I sound so rough I sound so like a bogan <laughs> and stuff like that and people are like no you don't I'm like yeah it's yeah but I mean just listening to you speak this afternoon was amazing like thank you I was like oh that's where she kind of like you know she's she's really confident in herself and like to send someone a voice message that you don't even know like mm-hmm. you know I love I love sending voice messages now I think it's a really nice way to kind of get to know someone and connect with them yeah on a level so I mean yeah if you guys w- are looking to connect with someone just slide into their dms <laughs> with a voice note and see what they say yeah, whether, <laughs> it's they courage, whether it's a coach whether it's a person you kind of
1: like the look of did I respond with a voice note Yeah, remember. you I I did, you did. And I was yeah. like oh I can okay. hear your voice that's nice cool. and it's more personable yeah for as well sure. that's why I like it
0: I think what also caught my eye was um your background is like pink like your oh, Instagram yes. background is like pink or you're wearing pink or purple which, yeah or something like that yeah and I was like oh yeah that's my color I love that color so, yeah yeah love it beautiful um so I guess um obviously from background in Adelaide how did you kind of become involved in the fitness space first of all? Oh gosh, where do I even start? I
1: have always been an active kid. So growing up, I'm really grateful that my mum and dad chucked me into experiences that even I didn't want to do. Like um, how I got into sport was when my family and I went on a holiday, we actually nearly drowned, caught in a rip. And then after that, my mom's like, you're Going swimming, so I learned how to swim, and that became um, triathlon. So I did triathlon as a kid, yeah. um, and I also did dancing. So I've always been an active person. And then, in terms of getting into more like training and fitness side of things and not hobbies where I'm active, I think the rise of social media mm-hmm. you know, I've started following people like Katie Hearn, Paige Hathaway, Kayla Itzinis, and I was like wow, they've got amazing bodies. I want to be like them. And that piqued my interest. And that's when I kind of, I literally, girls have probably done this, but mm-hmm. downloaded like magazine articles, how to lose fat, how to lose fat around your belly. I had a
0: scrapbook. I used, Did to, you? I used to cut articles out of like, um, like body and soul, mm. um, magazine and like, Whatever it was at the time, Dolly magazine, mm-hmm. like all the fitnessy stuff, workouts and stuff, and stuck them into a scrapbook. Made my own like scrapbook of nutrition and training. Oh my so, god! Yeah, pretty it's much not the weird. same. Yeah. Like
1: I had a plastic sleeve of all yeah. these things of like just a bunch of information, not specific. Whatever's on the magazines So, like yeah. um, Pinterest was like my go-to for quotes, and I had the um, what's it called the the quote that's really Toxic for it was like skinny. Oh, the
0: nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. I had that as my background on my phone, and it had
1: like the major thigh gap. Yeah, and yeah, I bought um a set of like small weights from Target or Kmart, bought a yoga mat, and just started doing ab exercises and crunches. Downloaded my Fitness Pal, tailored it to myself. Tailor I say in air quotes, Mm -hmm. and it was like twelve hundred calories straight away. And I just I wanted to do it for the look. Mm -hmm. I didn't know the science behind it. I didn't know how to train or feed myself. Um, And then I saw one of my friends compete in a bodybuilding show. Um, And at that point, I actually, let's track back a little bit. I started working at uh, an aquatic center here in Adelaide and I got a free gym membership. So I thought I'd give it a try. So I went on the treadmill for the first time, Um, but I was, it was really daunting coming into a gym, like, went in there and like immediately felt so small being next to these big guys. So I retreated to the yoga slash stretching room, just did a few ab exercises. But mm-hmm. um, I guess fortunately my ex then, um, he taught me how to train. So I started by training lower body, was still afraid to train upper body but eventually did it cuz I ended up liking mm-hmm. I guess the look of the shoulder pump, mm, the capped shoulders. <laughs> yeah, and I started to enjoy training and feeling good about being able to sculpt my body through training. Then watched my friend in a bodybuilding show and was like, "How can I take this to the next level?" And then did my first comp, did clean eating, cardio, like mm-hmm. hours of cardio. Then
0: Did you prep yourself or did you have a coach?
1: I had a coach. Yeah. And I didn't have, I guess, a reverse diet plan or even didn't know what to expect post-comp for me. Comp was the peak. Mm. That was for me like the highest um, achievement I've had in terms of fitness and I was so proud of myself. But I didn't realize the toll it took on my body because you got blinders on. Like when you do a comp, you just tunnel visioned, you know, everything – towards the comp and I didn't realize I guess the unhealthy eating behaviors or mindset that I had around my body and around like how can I sustain this and I didn't um for anyone who's competed before like you know how crappy you feel after comp your body's just tired and hungry it just wants rest and nourishment now I didn't know it wanted I didn't know it wanted nourishment I just wanted food Mm. so after clean eating and being on super locales and Hours of cardio. I guess my body's like, this is enough, and um actually ended up eating so much food and feeling guilty for it. Then I was like, okay, I have to restrict and do, do cardio to kind of mm-hmm. undo the work. And I had that cycle for months, and I, I didn't acknowledge that. For me, it was just like trying to save like my body or my face, or yeah.
0: And I would say that like after being in a deficit for so long, like your your hunger and fullness hormones Mm -hmm. like leptin and ghrelin are way out of whack and so like i've heard it from you know um bodybuilders and stuff they they don't know necessarily when they're full or they don't have Mm -hmm. like an off switch it's kind of just like that their body like they can't tell when their body is full or when their body is hungry anymore it's kind of like all those hormones are thrown out of whack and it's just like
1: and those cues absolutely disappear like you don't know what full is Mm. Um, And at the same time, I was working uh, at a corporate job after uni at a chocolate company. So all these foods that I couldn't eat that were still novelties to me at that time, I had them all and I got a lot of free chocolate, Kayla. And as well, I I hoarded a lot of snacks that I couldn't eat. Mm. So it was that like black and white mentality, either or you can't have it or you can. Um, And it just led to an absolute spiral. And I just felt so crappy and that's when I was like, there should be more to this than just clean eating and a lean physique. And so I hired another coach and she taught me about flexible dieting and strength training, which I both fell in love with. And that was kind of my way up from that really deep dark hole of mm-hmm. not having a reverse diet, being so depleted, hormones are out of whack, gaining twice the weight that I had lost for comms, which was a huge toll on my mental health mm-hmm. to now starting to feel like I'm okay and putting all that extra energy into lifting weights. So that's when the passion started. But I also was aware that it wasn't just me feeling this way. A lot of people were. And so that was my own personal journey and kind of roller coaster. In terms of getting into the fitness industry as a coach, I had been working my corporate job for like two and a half years. And I was just like, man, I feel like I ticked all the boxes, went to uni, got a really good job at a really good company. Why am I so ungrateful? Like, mm. <laughs> like I have a stable income, but I just mm. I didn't like doing the work. I I tried to convince myself because yeah. I didn't want to be like telling people oh I had this goal to do this job and now I don't want it it
0: wasn't a passion it wasn't
1: a passion I tried to I really did and it was hard seeing some of my friends absolutely thrive in the corporate environment And I'm like when's it gonna click for me and I remember talking to my partner Sam who I met in Melbourne when I moved there for this job and I was just like babe I'm so conflicted I don't know what to do there were a lot of tears (laughs) a lot of like I guess, what would you say? Quarter life crisis. Yeah. The millennials go through. I yeah. don't know if you guys listening to this go through that, but I was like, okay, what do I, yeah. 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 I want to do? What do I love? I love fitness. I love flexible dieting. Okay. And I, I do have a passion for sharing this with people. What if I can help others out there? in their journeys, realize that after and prevent them from going through what I went through. Yeah, And so that's when I started uh, studying my certification, finished that, quit my corporate job, worked for um, a business, a small business in Melbourne, COVID hit. Yeah. <laughs> so at that time I'm like sink or swim Marie, sink or swim. And I remember mm-hmm. applying for a job in Telstra cause I, I no longer worked for the small business in Melbourne, didn't work at a gym, applied for a job in Telstra, did one night shift and, thought no i literally i can't do this i have to make this coaching work for me and yeah. i love it so much so I, I i know i can make it work and then fast forward literally a year yeah like look me it's been the best decision ever and um what i do now is i'm a women's fitness and empowerment coach and i help women transform their mindset and their bodies to achieve a really strong healthy and confident lifestyle. and Could not be any more grateful for, I guess, the adversity and the challenges I went through because it's all led me here. So long story long, (laughs) that's (laughs) how I got into the fitness industry.
0: I love that. And you've practiced that. That I mean, this is who I am. This is what I am. This is what I do. And I love that so much. And I love especially the empowerment side of things. Like, I think that's so important because, yes, it is about... Physique, it is about looks, it is about like dieting and training, like mm-hmm. on the surface. Mm-hmm. But it's like, and you spoke about this today. Yes. It's about why. Yeah. And that why is super important. Like, why do you want to achieve this body? Why do you want to um, do these sorts of things? And that's what kind of keeps you going. Mm-hmm. And, you know, throwing yourself into that and just being like, no safety net. No, no safety net. Like, we spoke about it today, like in your talk and it was like the comfort zone thing. Yeah. So well, how did how did you you put it? The quote was something about like Um If you can handle yeah, any If your
1: why is big enough you will overcome anyhow. Anyhow. Yeah. And I think that's probably where people go wrong with their goals. Let's, let's use the PT industry for, for as an example. So many people apply, uh, study to become a PT and then apply for PT jobs and three months in perhaps they quit because, oh, there's no money or oh, it's too hard. And doing PT isn't easy. Maybe the course was an easy course to do versus a full-on university course, but it doesn't mean it's going to be an easy journey. And I think there are some stats out there that show how many PTs actually fall off after um, after doing their training, after applying for their new job. So that's the first thing, because they don't know how to sit in that discomfort. But this, the most important thing is like, what's your why? If you're getting into the PT industry to make easy money and coach people and think that by coaching people, you'll also be fit, then that's not a very good reason. But if you're a PT with the primary reason to help people because you're so passionate about um, overall health and empowering people through fitness, then that is such a big goal and that will lead to income versus trying to be income first all the time and if you don't get that income you quit so yeah. that's an example of how those two I guess are mixed together
0: yeah and you spoke about today and I'd love to I uh, like in you know fear of you repeating yourself twice in one day <laughs> I'd love to go through uh what we talked about in terms of the beliefs and yes. the higher self and the goal setting and things like that because when you were talking about that I was just like this is you know, it's something that it's kind of intuitive mm. for some and then for some not so much or, you know, you articulated it so well whereas like, you know, you, some people like have this working model of, um, you know, I know these things but then the way you sort of put it together was like it just flowed and I really love that. So yeah. yeah, I'd love for you to sort of go through that again because yeah, that really resonated for me and I'm I was just like, yeah.
1: So um, when I spoke about this with Kayla and um, the gang who attended the seminar this weekend, I spoke about where people go wrong in their journeys when they do goal setting because they are so outcome driven and focused that they lose sight of the work and the mindset behind that amazing outcome. So I use the example of a person wanting to lose five kilos. That's surface level. Surface level can only get you through so much. What if one day you woke up and... It's, it's when you set a deadline for yourself and you haven't reached five kilos, what then? Are you gonna be unhappy? Mm. Versus when you focus on the identity and the belief and then the processes, which are the habits that get you there, it helps you build more of a lifestyle rather than a goal with an end date. So where, pe- yeah, where people go wrong is they don't have, firstly, that belief that they can do it. So if you set a goal, but you don't believe it, then what makes you think that you're going to follow through mm. with the goal? If already you're like, oh, can I, can I not? Mm. The only person, like if anyone, else, everyone else in the world doesn't believe in you, you got to believe in yourself. You mm-hmm. got to make it happen. So it starts with the sheer belief of, yes, I can do this. It's freaking scary, yeah, but I can do it. Yeah. And yeah, forming that identity of yourself. Because if you're wanting to be this other person or this higher version of yourself, you have to be able to see it there. So I took Kayla and the gang through a visualization exercise of Loved it. closing your eyes. What does three months from now look like? Where do you see yourself? And you can, if you find yourself imagining that, then your brain knows that it's possible. Mm. And so then the next step is creating the habits and the actions that will get you from belief to that outcome so the the thing that bridge that bridges that gap is the daily habits that you do and um, I spoke to the gang about making it super achievable for yourself so want to lose five kilos what do you have to do every single day that's achievable um, that will get you there so we spoke about okay 30 minutes of activity whether it's strength training whether it's walking you just move your body intentionally 30 minutes a day and by the way, this looks different for everyone, whatever your goal is. Mm-hmm. Um, eat uh, nourishing uh, vegetables and fruits, like two or three serves per meal. Um, and then no phone 30 minutes before bedtime, which is super simple habits that will get you from A to B without you struggling. Because I think, mm. Kayla, I don't know if you've experienced this, experienced this yourself. People can go like to the extreme. They're like, okay, 10,000 steps a day immediately, cut out carbs, mm. um, must do this, and then they hate it because they mm. can't do it. Like, it's have not you... sustainable. No, it's yeah. not. So it's not just about setting habits. It's like, can you actually do those habits? Because if not, yeah. you're setting yourself up for um, disappointment. Like you call it the uh, runway of progression, which yeah. I like. You can't just go from zero to 100. Like yeah. you need to go like 20 and then 30. Like build up to it. Because You've got the
0: rest yeah. of your life. Yeah, exactly. You've got to be doing this for the rest of your life. Like exactly. It is a lifestyle, 100%. Yeah. And oh, so many things we could talk about. Like number one, like mindset is so important. And, you know, a lot of the times it's coaches being like, you know, I can get you this goal, like this five mm-hmm. kilo thing. All you got to do is like train and like eat mm-hmm. like this way easy right mm-hmm. no it's not fucking easy because like people are human beings and they have like a nervous system and they have like emotions you know, emotions and psychology and like they're very complex things yeah. so it's like you know if living losing five kilos is easy the process to get there is Is not like, it's like, you're going to have ups, you're going to have downs, you're going to have days where you feel like shit, where you just want to eat everything. You're going to fall off. You're going to like do all these things. So yeah, getting the mindset right. And like, like you said, the visualization we did was so powerful. I did something similar a few years ago where, and this isn't for everyone. It's called, it's something called the Dickens process. Mm, never heard of it. So, yeah, it's similar to what we did, except it's got a step before it. Yeah. Where you visualize not hitting your goals. Wow. So, you visual, visualize yourself in, like you said, like three months, you mm-hmm. haven't hit your goals. How do you feel? A year from now, you haven't hit your goals. How do you feel? Mm. Five years from now, you haven't hit your goals. How yeah. do you feel? 10 years 20 years you haven't hit your goals how do you feel imagine yourself in that space and like again not for everyone because some people can go to some really dark places Mm -hmm. when they do this but then you need to flip it and like feel because like like you know in terms of like psychology and human beings we're either avoiding pain or trying to gain pleasure yes so this is like a way like and avoiding pain is a very strong motivator Mm -hmm. so if you imagining yourself 20 years from now you haven't hit your goals you're still going in the same direction like that feeling of like dread anxiety whatever you sort of feel when you imagine that like disappointment like magnify that, like mm-hmm. magnify that feeling and then stop, stop it and then flip it. Like mm-hmm. you said, now imagine yourself, you have hit your goals. How do you feel? You know, one year, five years, like how do you, how does that make you feel? Because yes, like we have goals and we have, um, you know, our mind is very powerful, but you know, our bodies are also involved in our nervous system. Like yes. our nervous system is, is made up of, our minds and our brains and our bodies. And it's feeling those feelings and emotions in our bodies to, um, to really like motivate us towards that pleasure state towards those goals and like running away from like, or like avoiding the pain of what we don't want sort yep. of thing. So flip it, you know, and focus on like what we do want yeah. and how that's going to make us feel. Cause like, honestly, like you said today in the seminar, you know, five kilos is like the outcome, the objective outcome, but why, mm. why do you want to lose that five kilos? It's a feeling. It's a feeling that we want to get. We want to feel confident or yep. we want to feel, um, you know, um, loved or we want to feel connection or we want to mm. feel belonging or something like that. Um, or worthy that
1: all like worthy, a, that, um, yeah. able to, reach your own goal because that's where people get disappointed when they're constantly not hitting goal but it's not their goal it's their approach I like how you said that like the negative side of things because I think sometimes what people go wrong as well is that they're so reactive to situations they're gonna wait for the worst case scenario till they change their life before Mm -hmm. they work on their health and fitness Mm. and they take their health for granted Um, and I think us living in a first world country like health is at your like at your disposal you you know really take charge of it and by doing that negative uh, visualization I think helps people fast forward to that worst case scenario and Mm. they're like shit I gotta yeah can I swear yeah fucking go (laughs) for it I can (laughs) you know shit if if I (laughs) I was gonna say you don't sound broken but that's definitely broken I love that (laughs) I can turn it on um yeah (laughs) if they see it like see that negative future and it feels like crap they're like i gotta change otherwise if i don't do anything now Mm. i'm gonna be like that and then i like the positive thing as well because you don't want to um i guess ruminate yeah Yeah. we don't want that those negative emotions to ruminate we also want to show the possibility of what can happen if you actually worked on your goals yeah
0: yeah Yeah, i love that yeah it's definitely a really positive motivator as well it's like if you yeah, if you don't want to see yourself in that position, yeah, 100%. Like, don't let it get to that point. Like, don't mm. let it get to that point of, of no return or get it or let it get to 20 years down the track to make that change. Because, um, I mean, like, it's never too late to change, but no. you know, you've lost all those years. So, mm. like, why not do it today? Like, start today kind of thing.
1: Yep. And, and tomorrow's not even promised, who knows? <laughs> oh, yeah, deep. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. I've got that tattooed on me, actually. um, One thing that helped me through, like, a really tough time last year with life stuff happening, mm. um, I read Stoic Philosophy, and I think it's a very grounding way to live life. And what helped me get through, like, there were a few deaths in the family and, like, my partner leaving. And um, two quotes that helped me was memento mori, um, which means um, – you know, tomorrow is not guaranteed so if yeah. you knew you had a deadline on your life like what would you do today mm. and then the other thing is amor fati so it means like whatever happens in your life accept it mm. it's teaching you a lesson or like it's it's happening for you for a reason so i just yeah. got goosebumps
0: <laughs> 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 what, what language is that um latin latin yeah, yeah cool yeah, I mean, I got some tattoos too from my life, uh, my life experiences <laughs> last year. that? Let it go? Yeah. Love that. <laughs> yeah, let it go. Like, let things flow.
1: Yeah, actually, funny story about Amofati. I thought this was so ironic. So I went to get my tattoos done and checked the font, checked the spelling, everything. And I changed the font last minute because I wanted to, wanted it to be a bit more scripty and, like, loose handwriting versus, like, um, very structured I, script. yeah. 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 And the lady who tattooed me, she must have typed an extra letter typing one of like the things. And I didn't even notice because I approved, I approved the, the spelling and everything before she changed the fonts. Yeah. So I am got a bit of a technical hiccup. <laughs> the recording equipment died. So back to where we were, I was talking about my tattoo that says Amorfati And I said, it's ironic because when I got it tattooed on me because I changed the font and the tattoo artist must have typed an extra letter she actually made it Fati And I didn't notice till like the second time I kind of had the lines done again in my tattoo. And I was like, I think there's an extra letter there. And it's just ironic because Fati means embrace whatever's happening to you because it's there for a reason. So my tattoo, it's just like embrace it and it's wrong. Just (laughs) embrace it.
0: (laughs) And I couldn't change anything. But now you're like stuck with it as well. I know. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a reminder yeah I mean yeah same thing with mine like mine says let it go and like literally like the reason that I kind of got it done was to like let some th- certain things go in my life but I've actually found it the hardest thing to let go of like these things and I was like oh yeah like it will just be easy like but like living to that and like being held accountable because it's like etched in your skin mm-hmm. now it's like yes like this is something because I I kind of Felt like at the time I didn't really believe it. Like I was like, it was it was kind of to let something else go. But then I realized that thing that I, made me get it, I needed to really let go. So yeah, it's it's crazy how like these experiences are like etched in you and they kind of shape you for who you are today. Mm. And yeah, that's definitely going to play a part in how you react to certain experiences and what things mean to you like the meaning that you assign to certain things because like the meaning that we assign to these tattoos and things like that is going to be like subjective to us as well in our experiences so you know the meaning that you assign to losing five kilos or whatever your sort of goal is like that is subjective to you and and then you sort of create that experience for yourself and how you're going to show up for it and how you're, yeah, the meaning behind it is going to be really, that's going to determine the outcome of what's going to happen. Agreed. We're just swapping the microphones over. (laughs) We're currently
1: working with one mic and whoever's talking, it's like the talking stick when people are arguing, it's like whoever gets a stick talks, everyone else shut up.
0: (laughs) You might hear me in the background yelling. (laughs)
1: so yeah I, I definitely think um, having that different reason, everyone has different reasons why they want to do things but understand yours because let's say you see someone on Instagram and they lost weight and you're like oh my gosh I want to be like that person but why mm. what does it mean for you that weight loss may mean something to them or that journey means something else to them To them, but what does it mean to you, what does it unlock um, and what will it make you feel once you get it you know uh
0: swapping over sorry bear with us guys it was such oh we were in such a flow I love that conversation so much I was like what no embrace, what, embrace is what is happening yes and yeah thank you guys for um continuing to listen to us as we're sort of navigating the one microphone and the the silences in between but um yeah I mean definitely mindset is something that can often get brushed over but I do think, you know, people are incorporating it more into, you know, you know, being coaches now. It is part of your job and part of your responsibility as well as a coach to help guide people. You know, ultimately it's up to them to carry out the work. Like you can give them you can give them the diet plan, you can give them the training, but ultimately they're the ones that need to carry it out. And it's like, you know, we said before it's simple like you know just carry it out like it's a plan right like just follow the plan but you know being complex humans that is what kind of sets us apart and that's what is going to set coaches apart and that's going to is, is going to be what sets apart a coach's clients to getting results as opposed to other results as well so there is a lot more focus these days i think on lifestyle and, you know, mindset and integrating all the systems because no system sort of exists in isolation. And, you know, when you spoke about, um, your daily non- non-negotiables, like move your body, eat nutritious and sleep. And like sleep, I think is something that's often gotten brushed over with where it's like, Oh, it's not really our responsibility as coaches. Our responsibility is in training and nutrition. But your sleep is going to affect sort of every other aspect Mm -hmm. of your life. It's going to affect, you know, how you how energetic you feel, like how it's going to affect your training. It's going to affect your nutrition. It's going to affect stress levels, things like that. So, yeah, I think. I love how you said you're like an empowerment coach. It's like, you know, you're empowering people to take responsibility you know, of their own lives as well. And like, that's kind of what I wanted to do as a physio as well. And, um, you know, like I could give people all their rehab exercises, you know, this injury, you know, I know the healing time, I know, you know, the exercises you need to do, but like actually getting people to do them is like, you know, the biggest challenge, right? Um, cause you know, there's so many complex things, like sometimes people identify with being a certain way and it's being in that comfort zone that we sort of talked about before. And, you know, we sort of spoke about nothing kind of grows from your comfort zones. We need to push ourselves a little bit and put ourselves in situations where we are able to keep growing and not become stagnant. And yeah, I just think it's really important part of, um, you know being a coach or being coached as well Mm -hmm. and and working on that on yourself that personal development side of things
1: yeah agreed and I think as coaches sometimes it'd be overwhelming for us to take this like sometimes people joke like your PT is also your therapist or like your hairdresser is also your therapist you like unloaded them Mm. but I think our job as coaches first and foremost is to be aware of ourselves because how can we empower other people to be aware of themselves when when we don't even acknowledge our own you know, not necessarily weaknesses, but our own thoughts, our own beliefs. So start by being aware of your own self and the thoughts that pop up for you because that also translates into the way you coach people. And then in terms of mindset, like I'm not a psychologist. I'm just trying to make my client aware of their own thoughts, aware of where it may be coming from. So if you're a coach and you not, you haven't really looked into like how people think or the mindset side of things, start with your own like journal your thoughts down what's happening what do you believe in when you are challenged with something what's your mo like do you do you get super frustrated like what are your habits and when you become aware of yourself only then can you start becoming aware of others and able to truly help them with their way of thinking with their mindset with the way they approach their
0: goals like wouldn't you agree kayla yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree. And I think, yeah, it is super important. And I think, you know, in this industry, you know, the fitness industry, like we said, like there are more and more coaches becoming coaches every day. And what sets apart the coaches that stay in the industry and that thrive in the industry is going to be going that extra mile, like, you know, investing in themselves so that other people invest in them. And, you know, coaches are becoming so much smarter these days and it is becoming really competitive and it's not just like the smarts and the um you know the way that coaches are like and how much they've done and all those sorts of things that we need to compete with but also like the platform as well, like also this idea of social media and uh, what coaches are doing in that space as well is really competitive. And there's a lot, um, you know, some people might not necessarily have the best training, but they have the platform, they have the followers, mm. and then you know that is going to impact people and influence people as well. So, you know, there's a lot of things to compete with, but I think just you know, really getting to know yourself and, you know, the way you coach and being true to you and not like not copying anyone else, just staying in your own lane, doing your own thing, working in yourself first and foremost is really important in terms of personal and professional development.
1: Agreed. And I think I hear a lot about this speaking to other coaches or perhaps newer coaches who reach out to me or even what I felt when I first started in the industry as a new coach or a new personal trainer, I was like, who the hell is gonna hire me? Like amongst this sea of trainers, this sea of influencers who, um, you know, it's their job. Like it's the, they create these guides or challenges for people and, and you know, that's totally fine. But I was like, well, what the hell do I, like where do I fit in? And I think what Kayla said there, stay in your own lane. One thing that one mindset switch, oh, yeah, switch or flip that really helped me was it was like, okay, Marie, you went through your own experiences and you felt like there was a gap for you where you needed a coach that provided this, this, and this. How can you be that for someone else? Like you failing to show up and I guess remaining scared and remaining in your comfort zone and not pushing through with this coaching career that you want, it's not just for you it's for those girls out there who need your help. And if you fail to show up for them, then who are they going to find? Mm-hmm. So if you're feeling imposter syndrome as a coach, go through your own challenges. Like what led you to become a personal trainer? What led you to become a coach? Like this is your why. Perhaps you went through like a roller coaster journey like me, or perhaps you have a friend or a family member who went through things and that's driving you. Now think about people out there who are feeling the exact same way and They don't have help. It is your job to educate, to inspire, and for those people to find you and potentially work with you. So um, instead of coming from a place of me, I'm not good enough, come from a place of how can I be of service to others? And I think you'll find your journey a lot more fulfilling. And if you're a new coach as well, I think it's overwhelming when you're, I guess, competing or uh, what's the right word when you see all these other coaches with a lot more education than you. Um, they're a lot f- further ahead. They've got a huge client base. But remember, everyone starts somewhere as well. Like you got to start from scratch. And I think you should get excited that you have so much more to learn. I think me personally, I wish I could go back to the to the early days where everything was new. Um, I could really, I guess, start building my brand and who I was uh, and what my business looked like on social media. I think that's really exciting. So if you're scared, instead, get excited. If you're thinking about yourself, think about how you can be of service to others instead. And I think, Kayla, you, we were talking about this. You, you felt that like imposter syndrome, like, am I good enough to teach this? Or is this you know what people may want? And I think you bridging the gap between what was taught in a personal training course versus what's taught in school about menstrual cycle, and now teaching that to women who, or even men who coach women, I think is super important because for a long time, like we lacked that.
0: Yeah. And I definitely think there's a little bit of a scarcity mindset around this sort of thing. Like there's not enough clients to go around, but there are many, many people in the world, like, you know, and those people, like they do need your help and you know, you're not going to be able to help everyone as well. Like you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea you're not going to be the person for everyone the right person let's say but um you know your point of difference is you so focus on what makes you different focus on your journey and what you believe in like I was going for a walk with a girl the other day and we were having a chat and she was like um you know I I'm a one-on-one coach but you know everyone's doing these programs like these 12-week programs and stuff like that and you know I could you know bring on a lot more clients or be more accessible to clients, but I just don't feel like it's me. And, um, you know, just because someone else is doing that doesn't necessarily mean you need to do it if it doesn't align with your goals. So, you know, um, if it doesn't feel right, trust that, like trust your body. Intuition. Yeah, exactly. And, um, yeah, I think, you know, those people will gravitate towards you if you just keep doing your thing, keep focusing on you and um, and being authentic is something that's really important. Um, so I guess we'll wrap it up now. So thanks for, um, you know, staying on with this uh, <laughs> mic thing. We'll, we'll sort of find out how it uh, how it turns out. But um, Marie, where can people find you if uh, they want to get in contact with you? and um, learn more about what you do you guys can find me on
1: instagram i'm pretty active on there most of the time it's at marie angel fit so m-a-r-i-e-a-n-g-e-l-f-i-t so i'm really really grateful to be a part of your mentorship I've learned so much from you really grateful to have been on the seminar this weekend and on your podcast and i hope you guys can take just one thing away Uh, i told this to the guys at the seminar today it's like We all listen to podcasts and watch YouTube videos and go to seminars to be inspired. But if you don't apply one thing that you learn, then how is it of value to you? So just take one thing that Kayla and I said amidst the pauses because of the mic, (laughs) (laughs) the one mic that we have at the moment and run with it. Apply it to your life and I guarantee it will improve even by just 1%.